everyone, welcome back to the Earth on Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, and game masters, and the questers that are Josh and Dan. I am Dan. I am Josh. And on today's podcast, we will be discussing all things magical and the mechanical of the magical, because we're going to talk about the second half, or the, at least the higher circles, of the wizard. It's been since the episode, what, 11? Since we 11, yes. <laughs> yeah, now we're on 106, so, you know, we took a while, but we got there. And that's okay. Uh, if you have any questions for us about your path along the wizard's uh, discipline, feel free to contact us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. But let's get into that uh, two-minute recap on the overall theme of the wizard from the first eight circles so that we can get into this one. The wizard is a magician. It is a spellcasting discipline built around the theme of the themes of knowledge and magic as magic. It is the most scholarly in some regards of the magician disciplines and consequently has a lot of new stuff that is rolled out in terms of talents in their higher circles. Yeah. Some of which might be available to other magician disciplines, but the wizard gets all kinds of talents that basically allow them to bend, if not outright break the normal rules of spellcasting and what is possible with them. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to take on a wizard, be careful because they got a whole new bag of tricks at circle nine and higher. So let's dive into those. At ninth circle, they get this wonderful new ability not a talent, just something they can do called Matrix Split. Yeah, Matrix Split is a talent that allows the wizard to get even more use out of their matrices. They take some blood magic damage. It allows them to split matrices. It allows them to put multiple spells into matrices or to yeah. split a matrix into two matrices that can each hold its own spell. Yeah. Now it'll only last for 24 hours and takes you two points of blood magic damage, which for 24 hours, I think that's worth it. Yeah. The limitations of spell casting in fourth yeah. edition with the number of matrices that are available, if you're talking about just purely talent based, as opposed to additional matrices that you might be able to get when it comes to, Matrix items or thread items that have a matrix included in them, which yeah. are always really useful to have. Yes. The wizard has another way of getting around that, that they mm -hmm. can, with a little bit of blood magic, increase the number of matrices that they have. Now, to address the uh, masterlith in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. I recognize that to a certain extent... The ability to get more matrices at this high a circle might not seem particularly great because of the limited number of spells that are available. I recognize that as a limitation and something that might not make this ability seem as worthwhile. That is being worked on. We do have more spells that are in development and more spells are coming. More spells are a coming, <laughs> but understanding that compared to earlier editions, there are fewer 
matrices that are available and thus fewer spells that a wizard or other magician could have ready, being able to split your matrices and, you know, have more lower circle spells ready to go. It's not a bad thing. No, not at all. I always felt that the number of matrices that you have as a spellcaster is the biggest limiting factor in terms of what you can do. I can't disagree with that. Not at all. So what else? What, the wizards also at ninth circle get a new karma ability. They can now spend a point of karma on a recovery test. Something the warrior has been able to do for quite a while. So sure, yeah. sure. Actually, before we continue, I do kind yes. of want to point people to Morgan's blog, mm-hmm. Panda Gaming Grove. He had a post that went up today as we're recording this that is a pretty long post about the general structure of discipline design hmm. when it comes to what bonuses they get when and karma abilities and special abilities and stuff like that. It is not a discipline design system the way that yeah. you might expect or like that we saw back in the old first edition companion, but it is a pretty extensive breakdown of what's going on. And one of the things that gets mentioned in that is that if a discipline has not gotten the ability to spend karma on recovery by the time they hit ninth circle, Mm -hmm. then that's when they get karma on recovery, that everybody gets it eventually, ninth circle being the latest that it would be available. Part of the reason why I wanted to mention that. Uh, But it's a really, really good blog post. And I recommend if you are not checking out Panda's Grove periodically or following it using a feed reader or something so it notifies you when there are new posts go ahead and do that there is a whole bunch of stuff there that will never see official publication for various reasons but is still a really really good look into the design process and the considerations that come into play for a homebrew something you are doing just for your table versus something that could potentially be in a book and have ramifications on a whole bunch of other things. All right. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you again, Josh, for pointing that out. Uh, The ninth circle discipline talent that the wizard gets is a new one, eidetic memory. Yes. What eidetic memory does is provides bonuses to other tests. Okay. They make a test using eidetic memory as a willpower-based test. Mm -hmm. Each success on that test gives a plus two bonus to the next test that they make to recall information, which includes knowledge tests, includes book memory, anything that could potentially be construed as a test relating to remembering or recalling information. Okay. And like similar self-buffs, because it targets the wizard's own mystic defense, it is guaranteed to score at least one success. Always helpful. On to 10th circle, um, the wizard gets a final plus two to the social defense from their original, and they also get the initiative bonus as well, um, plus one step to their initiative at the moment. So also very useful to get. And their 10th circle discipline talent is also a brand new one. This is where we begin the glyphs, the glyph of unweaving. Yes. The glyphs are a new bunch of talents that wizards get all of them. And I can't recall now off the top of my head whether 
other spellcasters get access to they don't get access to any of them at all dan is shaking nope. his head at me i looked i looked okay <laughs> they don't get these these are just available to wizards they are talents which means that in theory if you are a human magician of another discipline you could potentially pick them up but like any unique warden or master to your talent i imagine that it is very very difficult to convince someone who knows these to teach them to someone not of the discipline glyph of unweaving adds its rank to any dispel magic tests or resistance tests against the ongoing effects of a spell it cannot enhance replacement talents, and it doesn't affect sensing tests, so it's not great against illusions, or at least detecting illusions. But it's basically a free action for a point of strain. You get a bonus to something that wizards, you know, should be very, very good at. A little bit. Again, manipulating, playing into the, the ideas of manipulating magic and patterns and the energies related thereof and, and doing what you want with it uh at 11th circle uh the wizard gets a plus one to their physical defense i believe that's the first one they get ever to the physical defense so that's waiting a while for the wizards to finally buff up on physic uh physical they also get the karma point to allow an additional extra thread on a spell they're casting so that's not bad either that's a little karma ability at 9th and 11th circle. Uh, and there's just the talent at 11th circle, the Glyph of Shielding. Glyph of Shielding, another of the Glyph abilities that they get. In this case, they make a test against their Mystic Defense. Each success adds plus two to their Mystic Armor for a number of rounds equal to their ranking Glyph of Shielding. And like other self-buff talents, guarantees at least one success. There you go. And it's a, it is likewise a simple action. So you can do that in conjunction with other things. It doesn't yeah. take up your slot to do that bonus. Yes. Uh, at 12th circle. Yeah. Before you get on to 12th, the, one of the things oh, I yeah. wanted to point out about the karma ability, all of the magicians, if you look through their progressions, many of them get karma abilities that allow them to do different things with their spellcasting process. Yes. So the... Wizard's 11th Circle Karma ability allows them to spend a point of karma to get an additional extra thread. This is above and beyond whatever their normal limits for extra threads might be. Gotcha. So in the Warden tier, you are normally limited to up to three extra threads when you're casting a spell. Wizards can spend a karma point to boost that up to four. Nicely done, Wizards. It follows the normal rules in terms of you need to decide ahead of time whether you're going to do it and it needs to be woven as normal and things like that. Yeah. It does not allow you to weave an extra thread when you otherwise would not be able to. Like if you have, say, a human magician, yeah. a human wizard who has picked up another magician discipline thread weaving under versatility – you can't weave extra threads using that. You can only get extra threads for your actual discipline casting. So it would not allow a high circle wizard to learn elementalism as a versatility talent and then spend a point of karma to get extra threads on their elementalist spells. Gotcha. You heard it here first, folks, and last. So there's that. On to 12th circle. The wizard gets a plus four to their mystic defense from the original rating. They also get the mystic armor bonus, so a total of plus two at this, at this point. And their discipline talent is concise casting. 
new as well. Yes, this is a talent that is available to all magician disciplines, and I think it's available to all of them at Circle 12. What this allows a magician to do is, after making a spellcasting test to cast a spell, they can take two points of strain and make a concise casting test as a spellcasting test to cast an additional spell. There are some restrictions on this. The spell cast through concise casting must not require any threads to be woven before casting. But if it's like a one thread spell and is held in an enhanced matrix or something like that, you can only cast it with concise casting if you do not need to weave any threads in order to cast it. So you can follow up a more complex spell that requires a bunch of threads with a lower circle simple action cast, but allows you to do a second casting uh, of a completely different spell the same round. Yes. All four uh, magician disciplines in this book have concise casting as the discipline talent at 12th circle. You are correct, sir. I just double checked for you. Uh, So let's get to the options because you've got a bunch of options here that you can tack on every single circle but you only get four of these and I think four of them are not new. So we're going to gloss over empathic sense, first impression, graceful exit and thought link. So we're going to skip those because we've talked about those previously. Let's get to the new ones, the shiny ones for the wizard here. Armored matrix. Armored matrix is a spell matrix. The advantage that it provides, it holds a thread the same way that a, Enhanced Matrix, which is the Journeyman Tier Matrix, allows. But in addition, it has armor, effectively, that protects it from astral attacks. There are talents and abilities that, at these higher circles, allow adepts to actually target spell matrices, potentially dislodging spells that are in them, or damaging them, or whatever. And the Armored Matrix is resistant to to a certain degree to those kinds of effects. Mm -hmm. But it's an option. You don't have to have that matrix if you don't want one. But there you are. Why wouldn't Uh, you, though? I mean, it's another matrix. (laughs) Says the spellcaster over here. Um, Astral Pocket. Astral Pocket is a hidey hole for things. You make a test and create a little space in the astral where you can store things Mm -hmm. and it has a limited duration based on the result of the test. It is visible to those who can see into the astral Mm -hmm. and I would allow it potentially to be targeted by attacks and whatnot that can target matrices or other astral things if you are able to detect them. And it doesn't hold a lot of space. Uh, it holds up to two pounds per rank in the talent. If the pocket is destroyed, the items that are in it are just left in astral space and yeah. need to be retrieved somehow. You know, whether uh, through you know any talent or ability that allows one to actually enter astral space. Redoing an astral pocket, unfortunately, is not going to let you retrieve the items. <laughs> Fair. But it's an option because it's, kind of a cool little thing that allow that plays into the wizard's theme of manipulating magical energies and astral space and could be a way to uh, hold on to stuff and keep it secret because 
you know, it's not going to be pickpocketed or things like that. Yeah. Just don't stick your windling friend in there and forget about him because that would be bad. Very, very bad. Anyway, uh, on to the next wizard talent option, Matrix Sight. Uh, Matrix Sight is one of those talents that allows you to see matrices. <laughs> oh, look, there it is. We were just talking about that. The wizard, in this case, makes a test against the target's mystic defense. Based on the number of successes that they roll, they can see and potentially learn information about the target's matrices and what they are and potentially what spells are in them and things like that. They also, if you successfully detect them, gain bonuses to to damage and effect tests against those matrices that you have detected um, because matrix site is also available to a couple of other disciplines. So if you are going to be going after a magician's, like you want to try and incapacitate a magician by going after their matrices, this is a talent that you would want to have. Absolutely. And the wizard? It's okay on its own in terms of providing you with information. Like if you're looking for intel, you're trying to understand what another magician's capabilities might be and potentially getting a sense of how powerful they might be. If Because if you can see how many matrices they have or even what kind they are, then you can get a pretty good read on what their power level is. So that can be useful. But Matrix Sight is especially useful if you combine it with other talents or abilities that allow you to target things in the astral and thereby target the matrices and possibly damage or, or incapacitate them for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, perfect Focus. Perfect Focus is a sustained action. It's available to a couple of disciplines. Uh, the Weaponsmith gets it. Troubadours might get it as well. Anytime that the adept is going to potentially be doing a test that is a sustained action, that is something that, you know, takes a period of time. Like, for example, Forge Blade for a weaponsmith. Oh, totally. They can make a perfect focus test and gain a plus two bonus per success on the subsequent test to perform that sustained action. The downside is that any other tests that you might make while that perfect focus is in effect, suffer a penalty equal to the rank in perfect focus. So yeah. you are limiting your ability to do other stuff while you are focused on a particular thing. It's available as an option to wizards because of research, for example, because that's a sustained action. Yep. A couple of other things that wizards might want to do uh, could potentially uh, benefit from the bonus that the te that, that could provide. Yeah, Troubadours do get it, but it's a master talent option for them, so they have to wait a little bit longer to get it. But it is there. Next, Range Pattern. Range Pattern uh, is an option that I think is available to all of the magicians, or most of them. Before weaving any threads to a spell, they make a test using the talent, and each success increases the normal range of the spell by 10 yards. Basically, any spell that has a range can be boosted with range pattern. It cannot enhance self or touch spells. Yeah. But if a spell has a range, then you can increase it with this talent. Fair. All spellcasters do get it as a warden talent option. You are correct. On to safe thought. Safe thought, I think we probably have mentioned before with the questors because it's yeah a devotion that shows up 
for high-ranking questors. Mm -hmm. It allows the adept to hide thoughts, attitudes, feelings from divination magic or telepathic probes or anything like that. It provides its rank as a bonus to any defense tests or resistance tests against those sorts of effects. Nice. So that covers circles 9, 10, 11, and 12. Your options, your discipline talents, your ninth circle ability. Let's get to the master circles because this is what everyone's been trying to get to for a while playing this wizard. So at 13th circle, and everybody gets something special at 13th circle, the wizard gets the mystic triangle ability. Big spellcasting booster. Yeah. Take some blood magic to create the mystic triangle. While they are in the triangle, they gain a plus five bonus to thread weaving, spell casting, including any talents that replace them, like, for example, the aforementioned concise casting. Yep. Glyph tests as well. Any any glyph talent that requires a test also gains the bonus from it. And it remains in effect until the adept leaves the triangle. Oh. So wow. it is something that you could slap down and have in place. And once you have left the triangle and the effect ends, then you have the ability to heal the damage. Yeah. For four blood magic, you can gain plus five, plus five bonus, which is effectively like an extra success on a whole bunch of stuff. Spellcasting related <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. Don't cross this line. I will stand in my spot. You stand in your spot. We'll throw spells at each other. So that'll work. Uh, 13th circle. They also get their uh, social defense bumped up to a plus three or sorry, by three more. How's that? Uh, the karma finally increases uh, to a D eight along with everybody else's karma at 13th circle. And they get an additional recovery test per day at 13th circle. So not bad. And their discipline talent is the third glyph, the glyph of attunement. Yes. The glyph of attunement can speed up the process of reattuning on the fly. It is a simple action. It basically allows the adept to reattune on the fly as a simple action for a little bit of extra strain. Nice. The downside being that if the test fails, then the matrix is just emptied. Unlike yes. normal uh, reattuning on the fly, where if you fail, nothing happens and you can try again. Yeah. This has a cost to it. <laughs> it can't be used as this on the same turn as uh, the talent spliced weave, which we'll get to here in just a couple of <laughs> moments, I believe, unless yeah. it's a reattuning on the fly enhancer. It allows the wizard to swap out a spell potentially as a simple action. Yeah, it's okay. We got two more circles to get to spliced weave, so we'll get there. Uh, at 14th circle, uh, the wizard ends up with a total of a plus five to their base mystic defense. They also get a plus two to their base initiative step. This is their final, final step there. And the discipline talent at 14th circle is the glyph of reversal. Glyph of reversal. Uh, <laughs> again, meta magic wizards doing funky stuff with magical energies. Cause they're badasses at this point. If the wizard is targeted with a spell, and that means specifically targeted, this can't affect area effect spells because yeah, yeah, yeah. they are not specifically targeting the adept. They can make a test using Glyph of Reversal against the result of the spellcasting test that hit them. Ah. If successful, 
they deflect the spell and avoid any ill effects. Ooh. If they score any extra successes on that test, they reflect the spell back at the original caster. Essentially, this is repost, but for spells. Nice. Gonna say. And there's a reason it waits until 14th circle, because that is a pretty hefty amount of magical lifting you're doing with this uh, talent. So, I mean, at 14th circle, even if you get it at rank one, you can still give it a shot. So nothing to sneeze at there. And much like any other defensive abilities, you cannot try multiple things. Like if your glyph of reversal fails, you can't then steal thought to try and resist it. You have to pick what your poison is, yeah. so to speak. Got to do one or the other. Not and both. go from there. Yeah. Uh, at 15th circle. So at this point, the wizard has their final plus three social defense, their final, final plus five mystic defense. This is where they get their final plus two to their base physical defense. So a total of 10 bonuses, but three social, five mystic, two physical. And they get their final bonus to their mystic armor, a total now of plus three. And their 15th circle talent, spliced weave, as Josh alluded to earlier. Yes. Spliced weave is multi-threading, basically. Okay. Normally with thread weaving, mm -hmm. you weave a thread for each success that you score on the thread weaving test. You don't need to decide ahead of time, oh, I'm going to be trying to get three threads when I'm weaving the threads on the spell. Yeah. It's just you make a thread weaving test and each success you weave threads. What spliced weave allows you to do is as simple actions allows you to make multiple thread weaving tests. So what you could potentially do is say, I'm going to make th three thread weaving tests. Your limit is your rank in spliced weave. Yeah. So I'm going to make three thread weaving tests. You take a point of strain for each of those tests that you're going to make. And it's possible if you roll really well on the first one that you might get all the threads that you wanted in the first place. But it essentially gives you multiple tests to try and weave multiple threads. So if you've got a mid-range spell that's got a bunch of base threads to start off with, and you want to, as a master wizard, five additional threads to it because you spend your karma point from that earlier ability that allows you to spend a karma to weave an additional extra yep. thread. Yep. So you could be looking at a spell that, depending on how complex it is to begin with, could have eight or nine threads that you would be going for. Spliced Weave could potentially allow you to make three or four thread weaving tests where you would only need one or two successes on each test and still be able to get all of those threads woven a lot more quickly than you would in a normal situation if you were yes. doing it normally. There are a couple of potential downsides. If any of the thread weaving tests fail, then all of the threads woven to that point are lost. And so the wizard, if they have any tests remaining, can start over. This is similar to kind of the way that um, Claw Frenzy works for Beastmasters in mm -hmm. that a failure kind of breaks the, the cycle. You do need to take all of the appropriate strain, but you don't have to make all the tests. Like if after your second, if you chose to do, you were going to do five and somehow because of high results, 
you got all of the threads that you wanted after the third test. Yeah. You don't need to make any more thread weaving tests and potentially run the risk of losing every, all of the progress that you had made at that point. <laughs> but if I understand correctly, we will come back to this in a later episode if I get clarification. We'll punt and ask Morgan. <laughs> This is something that I want to clarify with Morgan because I'm not super familiar with Max Circle magicians. Yeah. I think the fact that spliced weave is a simple action means that it does potentially allow you to weave your threads all as a simple action and then cast the spell the same round. Gotcha. I could be wrong on that. We will get clarification. Fair. It does specifically call out that you cannot use spliced weave in the same round that you use concise casting. So you could not do a whole bunch of threads with spliced weave, cast a spell with that, and then follow it up with a second spell. You kind of have to pick one or the other. Yeah. And it's still a, a ton of strain, but, you know, letter of the law, spirit of the law. <laughs> Define a ton. Sorry. By 15th circle, you're right. Yeah. I'll probably soak all that anyway, so... Doesn't say. I, I was going to say. I, I did double check. All of the disciplines that cast spells uh, get spliced weave as their fifteenth circle discipline talent. So yes, they're all going to get the same thing at fifteenth. So that covers the thirteenth circle, fourteenth circle, and fifteenth circle discipline talents and bonuses. Let's get to the master talent options, all of which are new. One or two might sound familiar from what we did on the air sailor episode. So give us a minute or so. We'll get through these. Hold on, I have an answer for Morgan. The answer is yes. Nice. So Spliced Weave does allow you to cast, to potentially weave all of the threads and cast a high thread spell in a single round. And Morgan's comment is, this is why it's not available until 15th Circle. Darn tootin' or damn Skippy, take your pick. Thank you, Morgan, for that lovely, very fast answer, I might add. So much appreciated, sir. So yes, on to the master talent options. First one, Astral Domain. Astral Domain allows the wizard to take over a chunk of astral space, sort of. It creates an area that filters magic. Each success on the test reduces the effective corruption level. Everyone within the area benefits from the effect. But if the adept, if the wizard leaves the area, then the effect ends. Any powers or abilities that are affected in any way by astral corruption use the effective level, except for astral domain itself. Yeah. Because the test is based on the base corruption of the area to begin with. Fair. There's kind of a cosmetic side effect that doing this thins the barrier between the physical realm and the netherworlds and might cause weird things to happen. <laughs> but there's nothing concrete that is laid out. It's game master discretion. There are some suggestions that you could perhaps like have weird sort of time effects like glimpses of the past or future alternate realities. Astral entities might show up. The more you have played with the fabric of reality, the more likely these kind of and more pronounced these weird things are likely to be. So if you are in an area that is corrupt, that is sort of like the max level of astral corruption, and you roll well enough on the test to drop it down to effectively a safe area, yeah. there's going to be some weird stuff that should happen. That's subject to game master discretion. But it's kind of like you are 
tinkering with the very fabric of reality here. So, yeah, that reminds me of the movie Annihilation with Natalie Portman. Mm. Just for some visual representations. Go, go check that out. Just to have your mind, I can't say mind blown, but go, oh, that's what could happen. Yes, that's what could happen. A little visual reference for you there from pop culture. Um, next talent option at master, master tier for wizards, casting pattern. Casting pattern is another of these spell casting enhancement things like range pattern was earlier. Casting pattern allows the magician to make a test prior to casting the spell, and each success on this test provides a plus two to the subsequent spell casting test. Yeah, not bad at all. Next talent option, effect pattern. It's another pattern talent. <laughs> In this case, rather than enhancing the range or enhancing the spell casting test, it provides a bonus to the effect test of the spell. Nice. Not useful at all if you are not casting a spell that has a numerical effect that can be increased in that way. But still, uh, you could do it beforehand and provide some additional punch to a damaging spell or something along those lines. Always good. Uh, Next up is Memory Probe. Memory Probe is one of those talents that Safe Thought would potentially protect from. By meeting the target's eyes, the adept probes the memory of the target. They can pick up thoughts and impressions from the target for up to one minute. It is not necessary to understand the target's native language. Additional successes beyond that allow you allow the adept to ask specific questions as they probe for specific information, basically searching through the target's memory to find stuff out. Nice. Always good. The target does have the potential of detecting the probe. They basically make a test of their own and may detect the fact that they are being probed. Fair enough. Uh, And the ever popular My Dice Suck talent, Second Chance. Second Chance, we talked about that with the Air Sailor. Everybody gets it in Master (laughs) Tier. This is the one that allows you, if you don't like the initial results that you rolled on a test, you can roll second chance and do it over, get another shot at it. But you have to take the result of the second roll, even if it's not as good. Yes, totally. Uh, Master talent option, three left, shared matrix. Shared matrix is another of the matrix talents. This is the one that is available at master tier. It allows you to put multiple spells in the matrix. The total combined circles of the spells within it cannot exceed the rank of the matrix. So if you have a rank seven shared matrix, you could have a circle four and a circle three. You could have a circle three and four circle one spells. Mm-hmm. You are j- merely limited by your rank in shared the matrix. raw numbers. <laughs> yeah, essentially <laughs> maths and do that. Unlike the enhanced or armored matrix, it does not hold any pre-woven threads for any of the spells contained within it. No, but it's your six pack. And that's good enough. <laughs> It'll hold plenty. Uh, next up is Soul Aegis, which I think also everybody gets. And we talked about with the Air Sailor as well. Well, the Air Sailor gets it. It's a talent that allows the magician or the adept, in this case, the magician, to yes. increase their mystic and social defenses based on the result of the test. Yes. Also quite worthwhile. Uh, and the last one for the master talent options are Undermine. Which also is available to the Air Sailor. Yeah. This is the one that uh, reduces the target's social defense, potentially opening them up to 
stuff that targets social defense. Yeah. And you only get three of those. Astral Domain, Casting Pattern, Effect Pattern, Memory Probe, Second Chance, Shared Matrix, and Soul Legions. You got seven of those right there and undermine eight. So pick your best three because you get one at 13th, 14th, and 15th circle. That's it. So choose wisely. Okay. As a caster, my feeling is pick your best two because Shared Matrix is going to be one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Not that Josh is mincing words in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. I mean... It's possible with your matrix split ability, and if by this point you have other thread items that have matrices in them or spell matrix items or whatever, yeah, you might decide at this point that you don't actually need another matrix, even if it is one that can hold a bunch of low circle spells. Totally. I feel that the versatility of a magician with a bunch of spells ready to go Shared is, matrix is a very, very strong consideration yeah Yeah. my favorites out of this list are probably astral domain just because it's cool i like casting pattern i don't like effect pattern quite so much because you might not need the effect boost Mm -hmm. but all of the selections are pretty solid talents you might be looking at undermine if for some reason your wizard is the face slash talky person of the group yeah but undermine is available to a handful of other disciplines that can probably make better use of it than you could as a wizard but that's going to be a situational consideration based on what you've got in your group and what talents other people have selected and so forth i mean if you've got a troubadour in your party undermine is probably better served with them because they actually get it as a discipline talent. Mm-hmm. So taking a look at what your group has as options and whatnot, I feel if you are going to be playing a wizard, you are doing that because you want to play with the raw forces of magic itself. Yeah. And taking talents that allow <laughs> you to do that is awesome. Astral Domain plays very, very nicely in one sense with the early astral the the low circle like astral interference yeah spells and and there's a talent that they get the astral interference talent yes. and then they have the spell baseline subtraction that takes that away very similar theming like they don't really interact with each other at all mm-hmm. but the fact that you could potentially create a safe zone of magic in an otherwise very dangerous area and potentially be casting raw magic out of that mm-hmm. at a potentially low amount of danger to yourself is kind of cool. I really like the work that Morgan did on the High Circle Wizard and the glyphs and new talents and stuff that they get yes. are just super flavorful and interesting and not 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 shabby in the power area either. <laughs> glyphs that basically allow you to do funky stuff with magic that other spellcasters aren't able to do, including Glyph of Reversal, where you can deflect a spell or even throw it back at its original caster awesome yeah sorry that's that's just been necessary for a long time and there you are go for it any final thoughts on tying the wizard's first eight circles to the last seven circles uh i think we've i think there's a nice seamless uh bridge that goes throughout all of these really yeah the wizard is relatively straightforward unlike some of the disciplines where you end up with a couple of different development paths 
in terms of how you're going to go. Like the Air Sailor, you could do sort of more a combat build or more one that's a social or whatever. Yeah. The Wizard is all about, not all, but very heavily about spellcasting. Yeah. And the choices that you make are, what tools am I going to take that allow me to bend what is possible with spellcasting at these lofty circles? Yeah. And then you've got a whole bunch of like mental and knowledge related stuff as well. I think probably the weakest choice out of the master options is second chance. Or memory probe. Other than that, those so the two look at and go, yeah, well, eh. memory probe is, is decent. Mm-hmm. If you are playing much more of an espionage intelligence type game where you're going to be doing a lot more social or interactive type stuff. Yeah. yeah. It could be potentially very useful in terms of an intelligence gathering and knowledge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I can see a game that would be more combat heavy or care delving or the sorts of situations where you're not necessarily going to be dealing so much with other people that you need to interact with. It might not be as useful. Fair. Uh, again, when you get to this point in a character's <laughs> career, you generally have a decent idea of what the the style of game is and yeah. what tools are likely to be most useful. I generally feel that tools that play with your spellcasting ability will be more broadly useful yes. than some of the other specialized things, but they're still cool. No, I, a higher circle wizard makes it more tantalizing to go, if you don't like, if, if you, for whatever reason, and I can't imagine what they would be, if you don't like something you're getting at fifth, sixth, or seventh circle, just hang on, man. Ninth circle, split matrix, and then you go up from there, just like, oh yeah, all this is, I want to keep riding this train. All the spells, <laughs> all the time, doing all the funky stuff with them. Yes. Because as we said, more spells are coming. More spells are coming. So. I love wizards. Wizards are among my top discipline choices. Yeah. When I'm playing. And Virag, my nethermancer Mm -hmm. like has picked up the options that are also the wizard things that you know dispel magic and suppress curse and yes options that are also in the wizard's talent pool i picked up as virag except for a couple of things like nightflyer talent yeah yeah yeah. call nightflyer that i picked up because it gives it opens up a lot of potential in terms of spells and what i can do with my spells yeah but if I really like wizards and man, I don't know that I will ever be playing in a game where I would get a wizard to this <laughs> high a circle, but the toys that they get access to are just, mwah, they're yeah. amazing. I love well them. Well done. No, uh, of, of the four main spellcasting disciplines, wizard is my usual go-to. Uh, I'm not usually one for illusionists and other mancers are eh, fine. They're, they're, they're cool. Um, but yeah, wizards are my always are my go-to if ever I make one. So yeah. Now, I would like to say that the other magicians also get some pretty cool stuff to play with. Oh, it's not there. like oh, wizard gets all the cool toys and oh, the no. others suck. No, it's just the toys that the wizards get really sing to me as a player mm-hmm. because if I'm playing a magician, I like stuff that lets me play with my spells more. Well, and this is what I imagine a wizard should be able to do. 
Oh, exactly. Really? You do that with me? I'm going to throw your spell back at you. Really? Yeah. And that's what I think a wizard should be able to do, is more of the master manipulation of magic than the other three, maybe four, shaman. Uh, yeah, this is what the wizard should be able to do. And so this this calls me like, yeah, no, 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 I see your, I see your magic. Let me show you mine. So that's the game we're going to play. We're going to play that game. As with the Air Sailor, I did not go back and see what the previous iteration of the wizard looked like in terms of what was available to them at High Circle. Are we talking previous editions? Yeah, I'm talking I'm talking previous editions. I'm just sure. curious here. Grab the the third edition companion, which is the one that has the high circle stuff. Yep. Wizard. Yeah, there were there are a couple of things that is on the wizard list in third edition, but a big chunk of their options are taken up with matrices. Yeah. In their warden talent options, three of their options are armored matrix. They get a range pattern and casting pattern as discipline talents rather than those being options. They get astral pocket, uh, matrix strike and spirit strike, which are actually not available to the wizard mm -hmm. in fourth edition because those are talents that allow you to attack things that are astral or to make an astral attack. So like a physical attack that actually targets mystic defense or something along those lines. I yeah. don't remember specifically. We'll come back to those. I think when we hit warrior or Swordmaster, I think those talents show up there. Yeah. But a wizard is going to be casting spells and any spell that is, Mystic armor based can target an astral entity that includes spell matrices and stuff without needing an extra talent to sort of get in the way. Yeah. Safe thought is the same. Uh, detect falsehood as a master talent feels like really, really superfluous. Yeah. I mean, we got rid of a lot. I'm not sure why memory probe kind of does a similar kind of thing with just a little bit more flavorful of an effect that yeah. basically you can use that if you roll well enough to gain information and find out whether someone is lying or not. Mm -hmm. Multi-tongue is a language talent that allows you to, I think, temporarily speak a language for a short period of time. And then first ring of perfection, I think, is similar to the focused one that gives you bonuses on sustained actions. Yeah. Perfect focus. Effect pattern. Detect influence is a talent I think that we maybe completely got rid of. Uh, yeah, sounds right. So I think it's gone for fourth edition. Uh, because detect influence is a talent that allows you to detect whether somebody is actually under the influence of a horror. And yeah, it's a super high circle talent, but feels a little bit weird to have that be something that's possible given the... Yeah. fear of the horrors. The third edition options aren't awful and they are similar a to of yeah, it's, it's kind of what's going on. But we have the glyphs that allow the wizard to play in a space that they conceptually should be playing in. Yeah. And then that moves some of these spell pattern manipulation talents like casting pattern and whatnot into options, which means that other things that don't seem to fit quite so well are taken off of the options list or just removed entirely when it comes to their lists. Yeah, totally. Like I said, I love the tools that Warden and Master Wizards get in 4th edition. 
no, I think they uh, Morgan did a fantastic job on these, and it is, like I said, it is. It makes really clear the path of the wizard compared to the other spellcasters, which those are other episodes. We'll get there, promise. Um, but no, this is this is a different headspace that the wizards get to occupy, and physical space that they get to occupy that is just theirs. And this sets that stake in the ground and says, "This is my area. You don't get to play here. There you are." Anyway, that wraps it up for me. Yeah, no, we're all good. Uh, so, folks, if you have any questions for us about the wizard and their higher seven circles of path, uh, please feel free to drop us a line at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. And until then, go play with all the tools in your toolbox for your legend, because this wizard certainly is. Good night, everybody. 